I'm Allison. And I'm Anthony. And, and we're, we're watching, watching Disney, Disney Channel. Channel. And We're Watching is a podcast where we critically analyze Disney Channel original movies. I'm your host, Allison Azwara, a screenwriter, actor, and early 2000s enthusiast. And with me is my buddy, Anthony Chan, actor and still stuck in San Francisco. We are both coming to you from the Bay Area, baby. Born and raised. In today's episode, we are talking about the 1998 classic, Brink. Written by Jeff Schechter and directed by Greg Beeman. Just some background here, let me tell you. The film is considered a modern and loosely based adaptation of Mary Mapes Dodge's 1865 novel Hans Brinke or the Silver Skates. The novel takes place in the Netherlands and it's a portrayal of like 19th century Dutch life and it's about these beautiful silver skates that are going to be awarded to the winner of an ice skating competition. And the lead character, Hans Brinker, hopes to win. And the novel introduced the sport of Dutch speed skating to Americans. The book is also notable for popularizing the story of the little Dutch boy who plugs a dike with his finger. Plugs a plugs a what? <laughs> um, it's like a it's like a dam, but like another word is dike. Interesting. With an so I. Oh, okay. With an I. With an I. Okay. I'm, I was like, uh, oh. I'm gonna bleep all it out. It's gonna be like bleep 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 <laughs> dike. Okay. Um. <laughs> Glad we could get that out of the way. Isn't that crazy, though? I did, like, this is based on an old Dutch. I thought whatever. someone just wrote it. I know. I, yeah, I didn't know that. This has always been one of my favorite movies. It's so, like, beach skate culture, like, SoCal. It, and it's just fun to watch. It was easy to watch. Yes, it's a good one. Okay, so let's begin. So we set the scene. We're in Venice Beach. SoCal, skater boys, see you later, boys. We meet Brink, our leading man. He is played by the lovely Eric Von Detten. He's running to meet his friends so they can go to the skate park, but he's late and they miss the bus. So he tries to convince his little group of friends that they can skate all the way to the beach. And by skate, I mean rollerblade like inline skating. That is the sport we are going to talk about here when we say skaters. They take up the challenge and they all skate to the beach. And we see right away that they are very experienced skaters. They're doing all these little tricks. They're jumping over railings. And once they get to the skate park, they realize there is um, a representative there from Inline Magazine. So the idea of, you know, possibly a sponsorship with them sounds amazing which i guess you know if you're just like a high school group of skaters you can just be sponsored mm, i guess <laughs> they try to impress this guy with what they call soul skating they mention this a lot this is just you know a phrase they come back to to remember that they skate for fun but this guy from inline magazine doesn't pay attention to them 
literally at all. He perks up though when a team of other skaters in yellow uniforms come up and they just like take over the skate park, push everyone out of the way. This is Team X-Blades, led by resident bully Val. He'll skate really aggressively and then like jump in front of other people to make them fall out. So they're doing that to Brink and his friends. And they basically like just bully them until they have to leave the park, which is very sad. Later we meet dad. Brink's dad is an old stick in the mud and he doesn't seem to approve of his son's clothes or his slang or the skating. Brink uses a lot of just, it's like, I don't really know how to qualify it, but the vernacular is like beach skater dude. Appropriate for the time, but his dad is not about it. All right, so just so we have everybody's names, our little group is Brink, Gabriella, Pete, and Jordy. Those are our soul skaters. The first day of school, Gabriella is forced to wear a dress and her friends are extremely supportive. They're like, oh no, like you look great. Like it's fine. Clearly she doesn't dress like this ever. Um, she expresses that her mother is Peruvian and like is very traditional and wants her, you know, to be more girly. But Gabriella obviously loves to skate and hangs out with all the guys. Val comes up and just like steals Pete's shoes. Um, for no reason and throws them up on a power line. Very rude. So then Gabriella, who's very kind, she brought a whole change of clothes and she sacrifices that and gives her shoes to Pete so he can at least have shoes for the day. Earth science or biology, some kind of science class, even Steven's dad is the teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I literally <laughs> just watched this last night. Oh, my God. How did that, like, slip my mind? I don't know his name, and I'm not looking it up. So in the class, we just get, like, a little view. It's clearly a setup. They're showing us that they're, like, I don't know, studying earthworms. So it's like, ooh, worms. During lunch, Brink is very confident. He says he has a plan to get Val and his cronies to leave them alone. So they do this whole like Ocean's Eleven type heist to get earthworms from the science room and put them in Val's sandwich. Live earthworms, okay? Val bites into it and obviously is very pissed. Up like principal type lady, is around the cafeteria and she like sees this happen and she sees Val very upset and she just tells him to get over it. Loser. Obviously Val is very mad, so he challenges the soul skaters to a relay race at school. <laughs> Something that's gonna come up a lot in this, um, there's very like queer undertones in all of the taunting. There's just like extreme sexual tension and just like homoerotic comments left and right because I guess that's the only way people can bully. I wrote down a few of the quotes that he says before the relay race. He says, <laughs> this is all to Brink. Um, he says, do you ever stop with that mouth? <laughs> he says, I want to pound the snot out of you. Hi. And <laughs> the best one, he says, 
Actually, I don't know who says this, but I think it's him. I think it's Val. <laughs> Someone says, it's like open season on your butts. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on in here. Okay. So we start the relay race. Um, Gabriella starts off. She tries to flirt with the guy she's up against to like trick him. And it kind of works because she gets ahead of him. They're doing the whole relay race. And then Val's like secondhand man, Boomer, gets hurt and he like falls down. So instead of continuing the race, Brink goes back and he tries to help him out. And he realizes that Boomer is really hurt. So he wants to get teachers involved. He says, we need teachers help, which is very kind because, you know, he's like concerned above all else for safety. Meanwhile, Val is just like pissed because they didn't finish the race. But obviously once teachers get involved, everyone gets suspended. Dad comes to pick up Brink from school. He is very upset. Um, The car breaks down, which obviously adds to his stress and lets us know that money is a big worry for the family. We learn that dad is on short-term disability from a work-related accident. I think he is a construction worker. Dad is sort of going through his own identity crisis because he's out of work and worrying because he can't take care of his family. Mom tries to reassure him and Brink overhears them worrying. So that is significant because that is going to motivate basically all of Brink's actions for the rest of the movie. The next day, all the soul skaters are commiserating about their parents cracking down on them because of suspension. So we we kind of get the picture that this group of friends, like all of their parents are kind of strict or, well, I guess that's not strict. I'm like, yeah, I think any parent would be mad about suspension. That's like a bad thing. <laughs> Did you ever get suspended? No, I was a good boy. Yeah. I got detention. I got... I think like once. I got lots of detention. But it was only forever because I was like late to school. Me too. I, that was <laughs> the only reason why I got detention. I would show up, I think, like 10 minutes into second period. Ooh. I never... I didn't... I didn't. Well, I didn't have a first period um, my senior year. And I was just like, whatever. I got a car. I'm going to roll down my street. Wow. Okay. Well, no one... No one follow in the footsteps of bad boy Anthony Chan. Val lets the X-Blades, his little skate team, know that Boomer is basically going to be out for a month because of his injury. So there's an open spot on the team. He flaunts the sponsorship in front of the soul skaters, and the soul skaters are like very judgmental about skating for money. But we see a little twinkle, a brinkle in Brink's eye because we know he he is worried about money for his family. And the idea of skating for money is something that he might want to do. Brink is very distracted about this, so it affects his skating. His friends, his friends start to notice his distraction being his his family and the money. So Val is showing off about how much money the X-Blades make. And he, like, clearly has a secret plan to, like, recruit Brink. It's clear that he respects Brink as a skater and knows that he's really good because he, his, like, intention is to have Brink try out for the team. Wow. 
Brink is um, very, like, morally conflicted because he doesn't want to abandon his friends. He doesn't want to essentially, like, sell out. But he knows that his parents really need the money. So he heads over to X-Blades to try out. They have their own, like, skate park. Um, so I don't know why they go to the public skate park other than to, like, just be bullies. But at this, like, skate park, Brink shows up to try out for Boomer's spot. Val is, like, very happy that he's here. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a line that, that just says, Val is in love with Brink. Maybe. Maybe. I buy that. All right, so Brink just, like, kills the tryout. He's so good. He does all these, like, skating stunts, and he makes the team. But he tells Val that he wants this to be kept on the DL. He doesn't want his friends to find out about it. Val agrees to that as long as Brink starts showing him respect. And then they bite their lips at each other. There's no sexual tension. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Val takes Brink to meet um, the team manager or the owner, unclear, some kind of head honcho guy, and they cover the salary and they give Brink all this new gear and his uniform. And like at the last second, the manager guy is like, oh, and your parents are cool with this, right? And Brink's like, yep. And then he apparently is legally allowed to just sign a contract as a minor. I'm assuming they're minors. I guess they could be 18. All right, Brink gets home. He feels so ashamed about what he did. He regrets his decision. He hides all of his new gear, like at the bottom of his hamper. Brink is very sad at dinner. He tries to bring it up with his parents. He says like, oh, well, maybe I could get a job to help out with money. His mom is like, that's not necessary. But dad is actually kind of impressed. So Brink feels like he can tell them about um, how he joined the X-Blades. So he just starts to like broach the subject and dad is immediately mad about it. He says, no, you can't get a job skating because you were just suspended for skating. Dad hates skating. It's like very clear that Brink now has to keep his new job uh, like a secret from everybody. He um, calls his friend Pete. He's on the verge of telling Pete about X-Blades, but he doesn't get the chance. It's basically we're just trying to like build up that like how holding this secret is just like a huge internal conflict for him. At school in like a home ec class, I guess, they're baking all together. The soul skaters are in class together and Brink gets all like philosophical and weird and he's trying to work up the courage to tell them about X-Blades and that he won't be able to skate with them for the Invitational. So that's like a super big deal because the Invitational is this huge competition that would then afford them like sponsorship and money and praise and you know it would be a really big deal for these just like random kid skaters to be recognized that way. And Brink hasn't even told his team that he won't be able to do that with them. Val tries to provoke Brink to see if he will insult him and Brink has no choice but to submit. So Val mentions that he's gonna see him later, which obviously confuses Brink's friends. <laughs> later at an X-Blades training, 
Brink just like continues to get bullied by Val, even though Brink is working hard. He does this like crazy, intense, I don't know, routine? I don't know if they use that word. (laughs) But he does this super intense like skating thing. And then Val is like, that's not good enough. Do it again. And Brink is like drenched in sweat. So mamma mia. After this. Brink then tries to show up to his soul skater practice after already working out super hard. So he's trying to like keep up this double life. He thinks that he can't tell his friends. He can't like bring himself to tell his friends. He thinks they're going to be so disappointed and he's just like dreading it. So he doesn't want to tell them. So instead he's like, I'll just work out like rollerblading for like 500 hours a day. And then on top of that, Brink's dad finds him a job at a dog grooming place. So now we have this montage of Brink's just like jam-packed schedule. He's working nonstop. So this poor boy is like going to school all day, then going to a dog grooming job, then going to X-Blades training, and then going to his friend's like soul skating practice. So this little boy is, I don't know, I feel like he's good. He couldn't sustain this for long because Uh, oh my god i feel like you would die doing this much work Eh, he's a high schooler he's got a lot of energy that's true but he's very tired and also when is he gonna do his homework Uh but we see him you know he's like falling asleep in class falling asleep everywhere he goes because he's doing so much and still somehow keeping all of this a secret from his family and his friends the day of the invitational brink Instead of owning up to his betrayal and telling his friends that he can't make it, he instead just pretends to be sick. So his friends are very understanding. They're like, okay, well, we can't skate without the full team, so they're not going to skate in the Invitational. Brink tells them not to go to the Invitational explicitly. He's like, why don't you guys go keep practicing? At the competition, Brink is wearing his full, like, X-Blades uniform, but he's also wearing these, like, little sunglasses, I think, because he wants to hide his identity. But they're just sunglasses. What the hell is this? Throughout the competition, um, Val keeps berating the team, and <laughs> here's another line he tells Brink. He says, quote, I want real big, and I want it right now. Val wants Brink. Val wants Brink. Brink starts his skate, and he's doing a great job. And then his friends show up. So Gabriella convinced the other guys, like, hey, like, we don't need to practice. Let's go see the Invitational, because they've all heard about the new guy on the X-Blades team. They see Brink, and they realize that it's him and what he's done. At the end of the competition, Brink scores very highly. The manager guy gives him a bonus of $200, which is absolutely insane for a high schooler. That's like crazy money. And in the early 2000s, too. Yeah. Gabriella full on tackles Brink because she's so pissed. And she's yelling at him. And they're all just like, why would you betray us? You like ruined our chances at the Invitational. You lied to us. You've been sneaking around. Obviously, they're very, very mad, and they have every right to be. So in response to this, Brink, like, dramatically throws his helmet at Val to indicate that he quits. 
The Soul Skaters discuss trying to find a fourth person because they still want to compete. I don't really understand the mechanics of this competition where you can not be in the Invitational, but then move on to, like... Round two? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. They are trying to figure it out because they do want to skate. Brink shows up and he tries to apologize, but they all give him the cold shoulder. Val tells Brink that they're willing to take him back on X-Blades because they would have a real chance at winning the championship. So now Brink is like, well, I don't have any friends anymore. They all rejected me and he still needs the money. So he reluctantly takes his helmet back and agrees to compete with the X-Blades. So after this, Brink is very depressed. He's, you know, just like going through the motions. He's doing school and his job and all of this. And then he also has the emotional stress of like not having any friends. So his dad starts to notice that he seems kind of depressed. And he notices that his friends aren't around anymore. So mom tells dad maybe he should have a real conversation with Brink about his feelings. Imagine that. So dad reluctantly agrees to parent his own son. (gasps) In a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. So he asks Brink what's going on with his friends, but Brink is too sad to talk about it. Dad starts to leave, but he tries to throw in like one second of parenting and he tells Brink like it's okay if Brink doesn't want to talk to him but that he is there for him no matter what. So the X-Blades are practicing for the downhill part of the competition. Brink misses skating for fun now it's really just a job. Val reminds him that it's not about fun it's about winning. Um, The soul skaters show up because they are going to practice on the course too. Val drops just some explicit racism when he tells Gabriella, quote, if you don't like it here, why don't you go back to Mexico, unquote. We have a lot to say about that. We'll get to that in the analysis. Um, She does a great comeback. um, And also, by the way, everyone, she's Peruvian. Thank you. So they're doing this competition. Val obviously loves to stir the pot, so he manipulates everyone the Soul Skaters and the X-Blades to agree to do a little race on the downhill. Brink is forced to skate against Gabriella. Val, right before, right before Brink starts to go, Val goes up to Brink and whispers to him to stay on the outside of the turn. This is very perplexing because all skaters know you want to be on the inside. At least that's what I gather from context. no it's true yeah (laughs) they start the race downhill gabriella does this like amazing crazy jump like over a huge truck which brink is very impressed by val goes up ahead of them while they're racing and he throws gravel on the road so when they're coming down the hill brink stays on the outside and he misses the gravel but gabriella runs right into it and she goes tumbling down the street So she's super injured. Her arms are just like all torn up. Everyone is obviously super pissed because it seems very clear that Val did this. And Brink is just like emotionally torn because his friends think that he was in on this. 
but he also needs to be on the X-Blades for the money. So Brink is kind of at the height of his emotional crisis here. He goes to visit Gabriella um, later that night. She is bedridden, but thankfully she has no serious injuries. He apologizes to Gabby and she tells him that like Brink was the person who told her that she should be like skating from the heart. So she doesn't understand why he's basically sold out. So he explains that his family just really needed the money. And she says, yeah, we all need the money. Wow. At home, Brink reminisces over his first pair of skates. His dad asks about Gabriella, and Brink confesses that he has been racing with the sponsor team X-Blades and says that, you know, he wanted to help out the family and he wanted to know what it was like to be somebody. Dad tells him that they are so similar. He talks about how he loved his job being a construction foreman. And his injury took that away and essentially took away his identity. And he defined himself by his job. But dad has used this time to figure out that you are not what you do. He tells Brink, you are defined by the company you keep and how well you keep it. And he tells Brink that he is a good son and a good friend. And that will still be who he is, whether or not he's skating. Dad asks about the championship. And he tells Brink that he would really like to see him compete. So that's a very sweet little moment for them where he's expressing interest in the thing that Brink loves to do. And he's like not mad about it. He's not telling Brink like you can't compete. So this is like a great learning growth moment for dad and his relationship. In the next scene, Brink dramatically quits the X-Blades again. He throws the X-Blades skates that they gave him on top of their pizza that they are eating. He tells Val that he knows that it was Val who threw the gravel and he tells him like he could have killed Gabriella. So he's absolutely done for realsies this time. And he throws a milkshake in Val's face just to put the cherry on top. Boomer stops Val from retaliating and Brink says that they can take it up with him at the championship where he will be skating with his friends. And then we throw in another homoerotic line from Val where he threateningly says, we'll get it on for sure. Woo! The soul skaters are in their park practicing. Gabriella is sitting on the sidelines coaching. She's just coaching Pete and Jordy. She's trying to sort of take up the mantle of being the head of the group. Pete is extremely stressed out because he can't nail this one jump and then he breaks one of his skates. Brink shows up and he apologizes again. He tells them that they're gonna need a sponsor and he brings out all of this new gear for them that he bought with a four-month advance from the dog grooming place. A four-month advance? What? I, I want to know what company gives a four-month advance, like a puppy washing um, company. That's it. I, I think that's so funny. So they are now sponsored by the dog grooming place. And he he truly like showed up to give them all this gear. And then he's like about to leave because he wants to respect that they kind of kicked him out. But they invite him back in, so they're reunited, and they are going to compete 
as friends. Yay! The championship has arrived. ESPN is at the championship. This is a big deal. This is like X Games realness. <laughs> Val, of course, tries to antagonize our soul skaters, but they're not phased. They're not engaging with him, and they are truly just like here, ready to be a team and skate. This competition is so long. Like every single person on the team has to do like a solo skating thing like multiple times. So we literally have like two montages for this championship. Gabriella goes up first. She impresses everyone by scoring really high. Val goes, he clearly skates very aggressively and he ends up scoring even higher than Gabriella. When Brink goes up, the commentators remark how creative he is. He has like one big fall, but he's able to get up and keep going and he finishes strong and he still scores pretty high. Um, he goes over to his mom in a break and she tells him that she's so proud of him. And she mentions that dad's not here yet because he was called into the construction site and they think maybe he's getting his job back. His little sister is there and she's just kind of rude. She gives him the advice to skate better. And his response is so good. He's just like, oh, skate better, skate better. Got it. Like, oh, that's the secret. So this is followed by another little skating montage. Oh yeah, this the soul skaters are going by Team Puppin Suds because they are sponsored by the dog grooming place. So Puppin Suds. They are ranked at fourth place before the competition is over, so they still got some catching up to do. Dad shows up and he tells mom that he got the job back, so he's super happy. Brink sees him and he is like overjoyed to see his dad here to support him and his dad like gives him a little thumbs up, basically telling him that he got the job. So all of a sudden Brink is like in a position where he can actually just skate for fun and obviously he does want to win but the pressure of like making money for his family is gone. Um, Brink makes up for his fall earlier by getting a super high score. I wrote there's another skating montage, a never-ending competition. A skater from another team wipes out big, um, which gives Pup and Suds a real chance at winning. Then it's Pete's turn. So this whole movie, he has not been able to land an inverted 540, and he nails it during his slot. So he scores big enough that the team makes the finals. Yay! So the final competition, it's the downhill race. It's winner takes all. Only one skater from each team is allowed. So of course, it's going to be Val versus Brink. The boyfriends. <laughs> Brink tries to rally his team and he tells them, win or lose, skating is what we do. It's not who we are right before they start the competition there's i wrote val homoerotic threat number 10 um he says before i wanted to just beat you now i'm going to humiliate you <laughs> they share some tense eye contact and then the gunshot goes off and they start skating they skate parallel to each other um, they're moving over 40 miles an hour, which is crazy. Um, they are very clearly well-matched. 
So they're just kind of like neck and neck this whole time. At one point, Brink falls, um, but he keeps going. And this whole thing is being streamed live on a video feed so that everyone in the audience in the stands can watch the race as they're like going through the course. There's a moment where the video feed cuts out very briefly. So there's just like a blind spot that uh, maybe Val planned. I think he did. I don't know how. But he uses this opportunity to shove and push Brink. He's like trying to get him to fall. um, But Brink keeps skating. Later in the course, Val wipes out big and Brink goes back to check on him because that's just who he is. So he offers a hand to Val trying to help him up. But it was just a trick, so Val pulls him to the ground so he can get in front of him. But Brink takes a shortcut in the course, which I guess is allowed, and he does this huge crazy jump. So they're back neck and neck again, almost at the finish line. Brink pulls up truly just like an inch in front of Val, and he wins the race. The crowd cheers him on and they boo Val for cheating. Everyone seems to know what actually happened. Other members of the X-Blades tell Brink that they didn't know Val was gonna be so aggressive to him, so they kind of apologize for him. The manager guy from X-Blades tells Brink that he needs to come back with them and be sponsored. Brink turns him down. Our team is delivered this huge trophy triumphant music plays as Brink is hoisted onto Fan's shoulders, and we end on a freeze frame of his happy face. How many DCOMs end in a freeze frame? That's a good question. So, there are so many DCOMs that end in a, in a triumphant yeah. freeze frame. There's, um, there's a, like, song that plays during the credits that I guess was written for the movie, and lyrics include jump it, grind it, pound it. Oh, uh, I think Val wrote it. I think so too. <laughs> All right. Wow. I, I mean, again, we said it before. This is a great, great movie. It's just fun and wholesome. And we have a great character. Yes. This is one of the first characters that I thoroughly enjoyed watching as a protagonist. Yeah, I think that was, that's been a pattern, unfortunately, in many of the movies that we watched that were like, the main character like never shows up on our favorite character list. But this is the first time, well, not the first time, but he is like genuinely very likable. And he has these good qualities where he, he wants to help people out. He's not going to win a race if it means like leaving someone injured obviously he goes through some like moral dilemmas in this movie but it's still incredibly compelling and you really sympathize with him it's fun to see this dynamic in a decom that we haven't seen in a while which builds upon eric von denton's character brink as a wholesome young man doing what he truly loves to do and also going above and beyond like finding a job. Right. It it like says a lot about him. It's like very sweet that as a teenager, he hears his parents um, worrying about money. And, you know, he kind of immediately thinks that it's his responsibility to help them out. Obviously, it's it's not. I mean, ideally, I mean, that's probably a privileged thing to say. But, you know, his parents 
want to be able to provide for their family and for their kids to like be able to just be kids the next thing i really want to jump into really quickly i want to play a game um eric von detten oh god dreamboat of the early 2000s Mm -hmm. am i right um name three movies he was in okay princess diaries correct Uh oh does brink count no (laughs) oh no well i was okay can i name a television series the mole (gasps) i was gonna say so weird he was in so. Oh, he was in so weird. Yeah. Oh, I, he was like the dumb one in so weird, right? Yeah, he was really likable. On so, so likable. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that now. No, he was on the mole. That reality TV series. What? Do you remember? Do you do you know of the mole? No. It's like, it's it's one person sabotaging a game. It's a reality TV series. Um, they don't play it anymore. I think it was on ABC. It was. I love the TV show so much. It's all about sabotage. It's all about gameplay. And uh, um, there was a celebrity one in Hawaii with like Kathy Griffin, Alec Baldwin, Eric Von Denton was in it. He was like the youngest person what? on the entire thing. Um, and everyone was like, what is he doing here? Um, but he made it to final three. Won't tell you if you want or not or if he was the mole, but he was in the final three. He's like very smart. Eric Von Denton himself is very smart. But yes, he was in Princess Diaries. Okay. He was in... Um, Dinotopia. What movie is that? I don't know. But here's the kicker. He voiced Sid in Toy Story. What? Isn't that crazy? (gasps) I just looked that up. And yeah, he's the voice of Sid. That's crazy. I feel like I would have never guessed that. Right? I guess he's a versatile actor. I guess so. I also watched him in this really bad like Lifetime movie where he dies. Well, it's Lifetime. Doesn't everybody die in a Lifetime movie? Yeah. It's really nice to see him in Brink because, like, he really can play, like, a a lovable guy, like, so easily. But he can also play, like, a terrible douchebag so easily. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a testament to him being a good actor. But it's just so much nicer to see him being a nice guy. Yeah, I agree. And especially in this movie where you needed it. You you needed to have someone to root for. Otherwise, it's like... Uh, I'm like, okay, join X-Blades. You're, you're a shit friend, you know? Like, right. I don't care about you. But but right. he has all of these things going for him. Like, as a high schooler, like, I only, I think I only had half a thing going for me in high school. You know? So, you had plenty of things going for you. I think you. I had one over two things. Um, <laughs> 50% um, <laughs> things going for me. Um, so to see that, I think it's really nice, especially now, um, to see... Someone that driven, you know, because you don't really see characters like that written in movies anymore, let alone a decom back in the early 2000s. Yeah, it is. It is kind of nice, you know, to see uh, a white boy work really hard as opposed to just like skating on mediocrity. Right. I mean, especially (laughs) coming from the luck of the Irish. Yeah, exactly. This is a full 180. Yeah. 180. That's you can skate that you can i mean that's pretty pathetic <laughs> you could do it 180 i mean sure i could do Three. 180 probably i think i could do a one i think i could do a 90 i could do a 45 i could say that on skates or just jumping to be determined um <laughs> i completely forgot that it was all about rollerblading yeah. roller skating because i was all like brink skateboards uh, yeah. that's what i thought it, 
I, I just remember that. You know what I mean? Mandela effect. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think and me then, too. Then they brought out rollerblades, um, roller skates, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's what it really is about. But mm-hmm. I, Brink is one of my favorite DCOMs. How, how did I forget that? Yeah. How did you forget that? And I'm pretty pathetic. Gabriella, I think she's amazing. From the beginning to the end, you know, she like stood her own ground. She said when everyone was saying guys, she was like, stop saying guys, you know, and just like really just focusing on the fact that, yeah, I may be doing a thing that most people only see guys doing, but I enjoy doing it and I love doing it. So fuck off. And I'm really good at it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to wear a dress because sometimes girls don't want to wear dresses. Yeah, surprise. What I also really liked about her dynamic with the rest with like Pete and Jordy and Brink was like, there didn't seem to be kind of like any toxic traits to their relationships as far as like her being a girl. They were so supportive all the time. They respect her. They never make any kind of objectifying comments towards her. And I know that's like a low bar, but it was really nice to see. And she is the one who sort of takes over in the end. You know, she steps up to kind of be the team leader. You know, she like figured that all out. She understood that there's the the glue of the friend group isn't brink. The glue of the friend group is loving to skate. I guess we should just, should we just say our favorite characters right now? Because we're talking about Gabrielle. I'm like, uh, she's my number one favorite. (laughs) Yeah, she's my number one favorite, too. And then this is where we're going to go uh, different directions. Oh? Because I do, I mean, granted, they didn't have enough screen time, but I did love them a lot. So I did put <laughs> the sister and the mom for wow. second. But Brink is up there, too. Yeah. You know? so, I put Brink for second because I think he is just like a really good protagonist. Yeah, no, it's true. My top rated people is everyone except Val. Like, even Boomer, you know what I mean? Even the <laughs> principal, like, get over it. Like, she's on there, too. So There's I, not- surprisingly, I actually wrote a comment that was like, I think Val is a really good villain. I hate him. <laughs> He's manipulative. He's yeah. very manipulative. But I think that's just like, I think it's good writing and good acting. I think it's really well cast. Yeah. Especially since, like, if you really look at it, Val and... Brink, if you put them side by side, technically they could have traded parts. Right. Yeah. They're kind of like Val is like the the shadow Brink. Yeah. You know, they're kind of just like two sides of the same coin. Right. And like, I bet if we like saw this movie in terms of Val's storyline, then (laughs) I'm sure we can see some villainous points of Brink. Doubt Mm, it. But maybe. I don't know. Val does like explicitly evil things all the time. <laughs> I know. I, literally everything that he did was just mean. Yeah. Was just so mean. He made like bullying his full time job. Anytime he saw them, he's like, oh, got to get my hours in, you know, like <laughs> relentless bullying. Even even to his friend Boomer, you know, and, and to his other two white friends in x he was just not nice to them. Yeah, I, I'm like, I don't know how much is is actually there. I think he's like a well-written villain, but at the same time, I don't really have any sympathy for him. We didn't yeah. really have, like, they didn't show any kind of vulnerability from him ever. Like, the only kind of semi-vulnerability is losing and 
<laughs> he's just like pissed about it. Wait, so was Val at all on your list of people? I mean, I put him as three just because <gasps> I was like, I he's a good villain. I, okay, okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, even Peter, Jordy, and Dad are on my list. I basically just listed every character that is in this movie. Because, like, Jordy, you would expect to be, like, the dumb one mm-hmm. in the group, you know? Because, like, what? In every core group, there's, like, what? The leader, the best friend, um, the sassy one, and then the dumb one. But, yeah. like, again, none of these people fit to these stereotypes of these friend groups that DCOM really does. You yeah. know, like Brink was Brink was the leader, but also like the best friend, but also the sassy one and also the dumb one. And yeah. The same thing could be said for Gabriella, Peter and Jordy, you know, like Jordy did have those stupid lines, mm-hmm. some stupid one liners. But right. It wasn't like the defining characteristic of him. Right. Even though, even though he, when he was like, that guy doesn't look Korean. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> come on, Jordy. <laughs> Let's quickly talk about the toxic masculinity in the end when the dad was talking to Brink Mm -hmm. when they were like oh we're like talking about our feelings don't tell mom and it's like why 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 don't you you know what I mean like I think this movie really touched on like difficult not necessarily difficult but father-son relationships that there's not like a whole lot of communication and this like pattern or I don't know I think it's like pretty realistic but this idea that um like men can't talk about their feelings together you know or that um a father can't have like sympathy and like be be nurturing towards his son when clearly like he he needed that and that's why I mean I I really do appreciate that in the end they are connecting and they are being vulnerable with each other and sharing things about their own lives and dad is like oh being an actual parent um (laughs) what's that right but it's like yeah it is it is sad that they're like well don't tell mom that we're getting along like what yeah Because everything up until that point was great. It's They literally were talking about their feelings. The fact that they even said, did we just have a conversation? It's like, yeah, why Why don't you have a conversation with your dad? What, what's the problem? Right, there? which I, that line really like tells us a lot about their relationship up until this point. Yeah. There is a lot of cheating in this movie. And I guess the only real cheating comes from Val always. And even in the ending. Like, yeah, you said Brink found another route to get ahead like i i don't know this isn't mario kart you know like this isn't a hidden road he literally took a different turn he veered off the track to get back on the track to win right i'm like Uh, i don't see how that is allowed (laughs) yeah i think that um brink also cheated that mm, yeah uh, in just my book about it yeah ultimately no one should have won they needed to do a rerun with um gabriella and one of the other boys yes um moving on down you know but both technically cheated in the last and final race yes if you really think about it like because it's the main character are we for it or are we against it Mm. Are we here for someone who had to work so hard mm. throughout this entire movie and but one slip up in the end, I won't say cheating, but one quick uh, detour to get ahead. Yeah. Is that OK? Can we justify that? I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think given like the context of who who Val is, who Brink is and how they have like how and why they're skating 
and the history of like Val's intentions that are so clearly like about winning no matter what it takes and Brink's intentions are are not that you know I I do think maybe it would have been cool to see Brink lose you know come like just like seconds behind Val and he you know he learns that it was, you know, he had a great time. Like, he was obviously, like, a great skater. Like, he got to, like, showcase that during this competition. And he got to do what he loves. And and that's enough. I think that would have been nice. Yeah. I think the outcome of the movie would still be the same, even if Brink lost. Yeah. That he would still have a triumphant um, freeze frame in the end. <laughs> You exactly. Know? And if it was like Val wins, but he cheated, you know, then it's like, well, it doesn't really even matter. Yeah. But obviously that is not the movie we watched. So I don't know. I think that's a very good question to ask. Like, is it justified? I want to say yes, just because of the narrative um, and because the way the story is framing it, they're not framing it as cheating. They're framing it as him being innovative and creative. Right. Um, and like thinking outside of the box. But also, we really don't know the rules of this game. So maybe that is perfectly allowed. You didn't look it up? I did not. I guess that's true. Who knows? Do you have to stay on track? I guess the point of <laughs> any race is get to point A to point B, right? Right. And there's a, already a track in most places. Mm -hmm. They're not skating down a hill, you know? They're not going down Lombard Street. Yeah. If that's the case, I would go on the side and just ride it down instead of going all those turns. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is the smart thing to do. I think this movie does have a very good and timely message. This idea that your self-worth does not need to be defined by what you do. Like, you have value and you are a whole person without ever having anything to do with, like, a job or a profession or how you make money or a passion or whatever, you know? Like, right. you can just be a person and matter and exist, and it doesn't matter how successful you are. And... I think this is also a really good message, you know, right now during quarantine, where a lot of people, I think, are feeling this pressure to be productive or to find some new kind of hustle to make money, when it's just like, you don't need to commodify or like monetize your hobbies or passions for them to be worth your time, you know? Like, yeah. there is value in just doing something that you love to do. You're right. Bringing it up in quarantine times, it's like, that's the only way for us to keep our mind at ease. And I, I'm sure even not in quarantine, like, yeah, mm -hmm. do what you want to do. Because because it didn't seem like the parents were pressuring Brink to, like, do a specific study. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think that healthy relationship gave him the healthy mindset of like, oh, okay, like I can do what I love to do. Because mm -hmm. that, yeah, that is the base of what soul skating is all about. And maybe that's what right. our souls should be about, you know, soul. Wow. I'm wearing a soul sweatshirt right now. That's why. I'm Beautiful. That. that was amazing. Like everyone, like it's a huge privilege to be able to do what you love and get paid for it. And mm -hmm. if that works out, great. Um, the chances of that working out are not very big. Like most people aren't making money doing what they love to do. So 
I think it's just about having like, you don't need to like put that, that like negative pressure onto the thing that you enjoy doing, you know, because it's like, it's not worth it. It's like the, the joy of doing the thing is worth more than, you know, any kind of pressure to like make it productive or whatever. Right. Did you have any yikes moments in this movie? I mean, there were obviously like a few kind of just like cishet transphobic like comments um, regarding Gabriella. Um, obviously, it's complicated because it's about gender roles and stuff, but comments about, you know, like, oh, she's a dude because she does this or whatever. And because she skates and she wears pants and she hangs out with boys. And, you know, those kinds of comments were like, not great. But I mean, the biggest yikes moment for me is Val telling Gabriella to go back to Mexico. Um, Mm -hmm. I wrote that it's, like, incredibly sad that this movie is 22 years old and this is still an insult used every day. Val is, like, explicitly evil, so I think it it works in the story. It's true to his character, but it is just, like, hard to hear that. Because you could turn on the news and you'll still hear that. Exactly. We've heard it so much that I am uninterested in, like, ever hearing it again. Right. Would, Would love to move on from that insult if we could. You know, like, mm-hmm. just at the very least, find something more interesting to say. Yeah, that was pretty much my yikes moment, too. My favorite moment in the movie is when they are at school and they are about to do the relay race and Gabriella is going first and she... <laughs> just like flirts with this ex-wades guy to throw him off. And she says, you don't talk much. I like that in a man. Woo! I'm just like, (laughs) so powerful. And she like effectively distracts him. It's so good. It's just so powerful. That is a good, that is a good moment. She's like using the fact that they think she's just a girl, you know, Mm -hmm. isn't a serious threat. She's like using that to her advantage. That is a good scene. I like that scene. I mean, honestly, this entire movie is my favorite moment. It's one of my favorite DCOMs. Yeah. But one of like the funniest moments that I just like not keep forgetting, but like forget and then I watch and like is when he was sick. Like he like pretended to have a fever. He even had Peter come over and he was like, can you go grab me something from over there? And just like grabbed a spray bottle and just yeah. like sprayed his face as if that's going to make it seem like you are sick. You know what I right. mean? If it works, it works. So that is one of my favorite moments. One of. Yeah out of the many things in this movie. I also just like the milkshake throwing because it was so clean. It wasn't like in Glee where it got all over the place. It literally just felt like it got on Val. Yeah. I was like, that that's a clean throw. That's legit. Oh, should we talk about how gay they are for a second? <laughs> I know we covered I mean, it, but... <laughs> I mean, I definitely didn't notice that. Again, maybe because I was wasted, but I want to hear your more more of your takes on it i'm just okay i do think part of it again is just at that time these kinds of insults were used really regularly and the homoerotic nature of them was like never addressed but it just kept happening so many comments that could be you know taken another way 
I don't know, maybe it's just also like good chemistry between the actors, you know, when they're staring each other down, when they're getting each other's faces to insult each other. And the fact that Val clearly wants Brink to be on his team. Like he knows that he's a good skater and he wants him to be on his team. He wants him to respect him. Mm. You know, I, I, if anything, I think more so like Val has a crush on Brink and Brink does not like Val. <laughs> he spends so much time like thinking about Brink, trying to <laughs> be around Brink. Like he's like, where's Brink? Let me go find him so I can talk to him. You know, it's like <laughs> the proof is in the pudding, you know? Yeah, that's true. Val in Swedish is gay, so. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah, I don't even know why I pulled Swedish out of my butt. But... <laughs> gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> Yay! Yay! This one was a good one. This I, I thoroughly is a good enjoyed one. this movie. This was a good, good step from Luckily Irish. Yeah, I'm like, this one really holds up, and it's like a good movie watchable and also like the story is good it's not educational not all like convoluted and weird yeah thanks for listening thank you for listening everybody please stay safe wear a mask social distance vote oh yeah it's around that time do all those things if you're a here in the United States. Internationally, have fun living a normal life, I guess, because yeah, you guys are of that. back to normal. So, <laughs> all right. That's all we got until next time. Then we'll see you the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. And we're watching Disney Channel. That was so bad. We should not be like trying to do that. I think. I think. I think we can just say it. Yeah. As we normally, like. Yeah. I'm Allison and I'm Anthony and we're watching Disney Channel. Thank you. And then it'll line up. I'm sure it'll line up. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope. Okay.